Welcome to Ghostly. Do ghost pets exist? Ghostly is a podcast that comes out every other week. In each episode, we take a ghost story or paranormal event and look into its complete history. Rebecca then gives us evidence proving that the story is real-ish. Um, <laughs> my job is to debate those pieces of evidence and get you, the listener, prepared to vote on if it's real or not. If you haven't yet, please hit the subscribe button. As always, we're your host. I'm Pat. And I'm Rebecca. So what's been going on with you, Rebecca? Um, you know, it's getting to be summer, so doing a lot of yard work, getting okay. outside, being safe, social distancing, you know, collecting masks. <laughs> yeah, right? That's our new normal now is collecting <laughs> our masks. new normal. You got to have a collection, you know, so you have enough. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, I'm excited for the warmer, warmer weather and to, uh, you know, maybe plant some flowers, that kind of stuff. How about you, Pat? Uh, it's all been ghostly stuff. Uh, mm. We're going to talk about that a little bit later, but um, man, we've done a lot for ghostly. Uh, you've been doing the the bedtime stories, right? I have. I'm, you know, I the feel that I have bedtime the creepy stories. bedtime stories. I haven't been doing them quite as often as I was. Uh, things have been getting a little busier, but uh, but I have been doing them. They're super fun. I love yeah. finding creepy old stories to read. So uh, I'm sure there will be there will be more uh, before this comes out. I hope. Okay. Uh, so we have some listener mail, right? And we actually have some physical mail too, right? Physical mail. Physical so, mail. Wow. Yeah. Like if so why you... don't we start with that? Ooh, yeah. So uh, we, we got a postcard a little while ago, um, I think. Uh, I, I uh, can't remember exactly when, but we got a postcard um, from Rachel W., Oh, okay. And she says, I planned on sending a postcard. Now, of course, they stamp, you know, on the postcards. Yeah. So it's a little hard to read here. But I plan on sending a postcard from somewhere on my cruise route. But thanks to COVID-19, I only made it as far as uh, McHenry, which is uh. <laughs> where she's uh -huh. from. So uh, stay ghostly nice. and healthy, Rachel W. So okay. I think those things are like counter each other. Stay ghostly and healthy, right? Uh, <laughs> but anyways okay i'll take uh, it that's good and then we also got a card yes uh, there we go from wait what does it say you uh, it says are... you are so amazing okay because remember people cover. listen to this that's not always right. watch it but you can watch this will be our last episode that we will be doing over youtube for a while yeah, you'll we still might... be able to listen mm -hmm. on YouTube, but you won't be able to see our smiley faces. <laughs> hopefully, we'll be able to be together and recording in one room again. That would be amazing. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it says, You are so amazing. And then inside it says, So thankful for you. And oh. then uh, the listener, she wrote a message. It says, Thank you for being the best podcast out there. I wish I had a good ghost story for you, but I don't. Maybe someday. <laughs> I, like, oh. I was like, I wish I had seen a ghost. Uh, in the meantime, I will listen to yours, Heart, uh, Shayla. Hashtag uh, team believer most of the time. Most of the time. Okay. <laughs> so if you want to send us some physical mail, we love getting physical mail. It is something uh, that I never thought that I would appreciate as much as I do. You Absolutely. can send it to P.O. Box number 264 in Geneva, Illinois, 60134. And also, if you want to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 630-448-2138. Yeah. 
and leave us a voicemail. We might even play it on the episode. In fact, we might have one today. That's right. Yes, we do. Yeah. All right. So we have like spooky listener mail too, right? Uh, yeah, well, I I believe that all of our listener mail is spooky. Though well, that wasn't spooky. Those were nice cards. Those were nice cards, yes. But we do we have a, a more uh, traditional listener mail. Okay. Uh, and actually, this one uh, came from a listener when we announced this topic. Yeah, uh, you know the, what? Uh, there has been a lot of people uh, talking about you know the ghost pet idea and mm-hmm. uh, man i am so excited to dive into this yeah there are so many stories so this is this is uh, a couple different stories from a listener that we picked to to do for our listener mail please keep sending them in to us and we will uh, hopefully have some some more good ones to share as we go forward uh, so this is from our listener carmen She writes, I'm allergic to animals, but I love them. I was especially allergic to my yellow lab, Max. When he left this world on 629, 2010, about a month after I was able to smell him. He had a different odor from my other pets that drove my allergies up the wall when he was alive. I smelled him so strongly one night after his death, my allergies were were insane. The scent came to bed with me as if he had come to bed with me. The next morning, there was his smell and a strong smell of cigarettes coming slowly through the window. Uh, Sorry, slowly coming through the window. Max was originally for my mother-in-law who had who was a heavy smoker. She passed away 11 years prior. And by that time she would have been my ex-mother-in-law. Yes. My window was open mainly to calm down my allergies, but I lived alone and I don't smoke. Plus my bedroom window leads to my backyard, which is far enough away from other neighbors not to be able to smell cigarette smoke, especially that strong. When I smelled the cigarettes, I automatically thought of my mother-in-law. I told Max it was okay to go with his grandma. Both the smell of Max and the cigarettes moved away from me as if they were leaving the room out through the window. Wow. Later, my parents told me they heard a dog bark that night in their house. My parents don't have any animals. Hmm. I haven't smelled him anymore, but I still hear him from time to time. And we'll get to that more of that in a minute. Um, she writes, if you're wondering about my mother-in-law, I would smell cigarettes from time to time, even driving alone in a closed car while on the expressway. One day I told her I was sorry, but I can't take care of her son anymore and not to worry because he's doing well for himself. I don't smell phantom cigarettes anymore. Okay. Um, so then she has a few other pet haunting stories to mention. Um, so she's had two animals pass away. Uh, the first was the yellow lab Max and a black lab named Zoe. Um, and she also has a cat named Myth, uh, who is 19 years old and doing well. I love the name Myth for a cat. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, like Myth Randier. I was going to say it's spelled different. Like I was thinking Myth, like M Y, but it's spelled M I. No, so it's Myth Randier. There you go. Yeah. yeah, very nice. Tolkien reference. Tolkien reference, yes. So when Max, so that was the dog that she had smelled, right? So when he passed away, I would also hear him. When he was alive, sometimes he would lay on the tile that was on the main floor between the stairs going up and down. I spent a lot of time downstairs, so when I went up the stairs, I would hear his nails on the tile as if to move out of my way as he would do when he was alive. Mm. 
So even after he passed, she would still hear like his nails on the tile when she would walk past that spot. Years later, I heard what sounded like a dog tripping or bumping into something. I was about to yell at my other dog, Zoe, she was alive at that time, to see what she was getting herself into. But before I could make a sound, I looked down to the floor and saw... So I looked down, oh, and saw my, uh, saw, saw Zoe laying at my feet. Even Myth, the cat, was laying down nearby. There weren't any other living creatures in the house that day. Um, as the years passed, the sounds would fade until Zoe left this world. Zoe wasn't as dramatic as Max. She had a collar on more than Max did because we went on more walks because I went on a health kick and she developed diabetes. So we went on more walks. Poor doggy. I know. After she passed, her sound was her sound was the shaking of her collar as if she was shaking her ears like she often would do. Um, Also, when I would wake up in the morning, I would shut the bedroom door to not disturb my husband. I would hear whimpering as if I closed the door with her still inside the room um, that I would sometimes do when she was alive, I'm guessing. So, yeah. So um, there was the smell incident and then lots of hearing of things after the dog's passed, which I will say that, you know, a lot of this is very common. Um, to a lot of the stories that I've read in my research for this. Uh, but the smell is unique. Yeah. Well, I, I really love that our listener mail was actually about our topic. That yeah, doesn't, doesn't often nice. happen for us, right? So we right. have an all ghost pet episode. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Definitely. Well, thank you, Carmen, for sharing those stories with us. Yes. Uh, if you have a story, how could they share it with us? Um, well, they can email us at info at ghostlypodcast.com. Okay. Um, that's probably the, the easiest, right? Info at ghostlypodcast.com. They can yes. also messenger us, send us a, a direct message on Instagram or on Smoke Facebook, signals. yep, Twitter, <laughs> any any social media. We are there and you can message us or just even put a post up and, and ask us, uh, say you're submitting it for list or mail. Yeah. Um, and we're then, not on the TikTok yet, though, right? We're not on the TikTok, yeah. Yeah, I think we, we've talked about it. I think it might be, I don't know how we I'm do a ghostly old. dance. I think we're a little for... too old. For the, for <laughs> uh, but what was that phone number again? Yeah, that is 630-448-2138. Say it one more time. 630-448-2138. Yeah, because we've had some listeners where they're like, oh, I just, yeah, I got to find time to write it down. You don't have no, to write it. Just don't. call us and tell us, and we might even play it on the air. Absolutely. Uh, or, of course, you could always send us that actual mail again yeah. uh, at P.O. Box uh, 264 in Geneva, Illinois, 60134. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, in the last episode, you had just beaten me in the polls. Yes. So I'm a little nervous about doing the polls, as always. Uh, <laughs> I find that this is abuse. I, f- I find that you all are abusing me by constantly voting Rebecca's side. Hey. All the time. Remember, it's not about sides. Oh, we, we're, but it is. Debate is nice. Yes. And it's okay. And everybody's fine. Yes. Everybody's fine. Except yes. for Pat. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. You have absolutely won uh, several polls lately. And let's hear what we have for today. So oh, on our no. last episode, we talked about the Von Erich family curse, which you'll remember, I gave a pretty low score. 
Even mm-hmm. I was very doubtful of this as a as a, a, a yes answer. The question was, is there a Von Erich family curse? And the results from both the website and Facebook were no, 62.5%. And yes, 37.5%. So Wait, you mean I won? You d- again... The idea that there is a curse. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Did not it's not win. about me and you. You right. can it is say not this a popularity contest. On episodes where I win <laughs> and you lose, then it's always just about the topic. But Again. when you beat me, mm-hmm. it's always about you beating me. I see how it goes. No, no, no. And then I have to hear about it for two weeks as you gloat every day. That is not true. <laughs> it's totally true. <laughs> All right. So, positive. <laughs> so, Rebecca, this is your concept. This is your idea, right? So if it fails, it's on me. <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> no, I am really excited about today's episode on ghost pets. Uh, I have been wanting to do this episode for a long time. Um, I haven't actually experienced this myself but I have heard so many stories over the years. Um, But recently my friend Cheryl, who we all met, if you listened to the Ouija board episode, um, she was on there. Well, I'm talking to the listeners. Oh, okay. But I did too. (laughs) Okay, good. I'm glad. Um, So if you haven't listened to the Ouija board episode, go back. You'll hear a story from, from me uh, with my friend. Uh, But anyway, she told me a story about a friend of hers that was super amazing. uh, And the, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I based our ghost story today on that story. So I'm not going to go into details, but basically it was like such an amazing story that I was like, this is a good episode idea. Like there's, there's gotta be even more stories like this. And the best part is even though these stories definitely are a little freaky and they can also be a little sad, of course, you know, we're losing pets, but they're just not necessarily scary. You know, I mean, there are some stories out there of, of, animal ghosts that can be frightening but pet ghosts yeah is not and we and, chose we yeah. chose specifically to narrow it down to just pets right like there's like the done, hellhound or whatever you know yeah. i mean yeah so so uh anyway so i wish we could have more time for more stories but i tried to fit in as many ghost pet stories throughout the episode as possible. Um, And actually there were some bigger stories that I found that we'll save for future episodes because they kind of, there's a haunted pet, but there's other things going on. So, you know, yeah, kind of. We'll, we'll we'll get to those later. Um, I look forward to them too. Yeah, but this this was really cool. And I also just wanted to say before I forget, um, you know, I did some reading about ghost pets in general. I got a little uh, Bob. (laughs) <laughs> from Bob after dark. Oh, okay. Uh, you got uh, a little Bob, like I a got... little action figure of Bob. <laughs> That's weird. No, I started acting a little Bobish, where oh, I, okay. I was looking into ghost pets as a concept. Um, because as I was saying, they tend to be a more positive thing. And the belief is that ghost pe- ghosts, uh, pets come back as ghosts, not because they have unfinished business or because bad things happen to them, but because they want to protect their owners. They want to be with their owners. So it tends to have a more positive um, connotation to it. Okay. There you go. All right. So we have a story from one of Rebecca's friends, right? Do you want to, you want to intro her, say something about her? 
Sure. Well, we talk about it, I think, in the interview. But yeah, this is my friend Stacy. I've known her since um, I think I was born. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we grew up next door to each other. Uh, and uh, uh, she's just, you know, one of my best friends. And um, she had told me this story years and years ago. It's one of the first, I think, probably the first ghost pet story I ever heard. Um, and, it, you know, I, this was a, a pet I knew and loved. And so um, when we talked about doing this episode, I was very hopeful that she would agree to do this interview because she's not a real, um, she doesn't like to do this kind of stuff. So I was, I was very happy that she agreed to, uh, to be interviewed for this. All right. So we are here interviewing my friend, Stacy. Um, so Stacy, we've known each other maybe since I was born. I don't I, know if you, I think that my family moved in just as your mom was pregnant with you. Okay. So, yeah, wow. you before she you were was born. pregnant. Well, she was pregnant with me when they moved in. So, okay. so then, she knew you so before somewhere... you were born. That's possible. Yes. Wow. Very possible. <laughs> yeah, you might actually remember, I don't know if you remember meeting me even. Like, that would be, you're probably too young for that. No, that I don't remember, but it had to be, I mean, back your first months of life there you go yeah yes exactly. we're talking like 18 19 years ago right oh of course right i mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> who could remember that that long ago no. yeah, right? right yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> yes and you were and then your mom was like yes yeah, so this is similar to what you're going to have in your home soon <laughs> yes and then one year later yes. i had my own sister yes exactly nice so anyway, so we've known each other a long, long time, and um, I thought of you immediately when we uh, decided to do the ghost pet episode, um, because I remember you telling me a story of your own about um, something that you had happened to you. So uh, I thought we'd take just a couple minutes and hear your story. Yep, you know my Newman story. <laughs> so I have to just start with a little bit of history. When I moved out on my own, I adopted two cats. So my first cats that were ever my pets. Mm-hmm. And they were, while they were both black cats, if this is possible, they didn't look alike. Newman was a tuxedo mm-hmm. cat and Spooky okay. was a mostly black, little bit of white, different fur, different body shapes. I mean, the two black cats, but not two identical black cats. Yeah. So they were my first cats that were my own babies. So as time passes, uh, Numa got sick and passed away. And it was really hard for me because he was my special guy. And not long after he passed away, I would say maybe like within the week, I have to give you a little setup of my house. I live in a split level home. So from my kitchen, you can either go seven steps downstairs to the bottom level and right past that, you go seven steps up there to my top level. So one night after Newman passed away, I was walking from my kitchen to go upstairs. I looked down the stairs and as sure as I am sitting here right now, I saw a black cat going down the stairs. Uh, A full cat. And I thought, in fact, thinking about this story, I think I actually even said like, hi, spooky, because he was my only black cat that was still left. You know, this is just seconds. Hi, Spooky. I turn, go upstairs, walk into my bedroom, and my cat Spooky is fully asleep on my bed. And for whatever you believe in this situation, there's no way that cat could have passed me. I knew in that moment that that was my Newman and that he never left me. Yeah. And it was very special. It was very important. And 
Mm -hmm. He's been here ever since. So, yeah, I mean, I was going to say, like, that to me is the crazy part that you, it's like you saw him but didn't realize it in the moment until you went upstairs and and saw spooky i mean i I love walk right into the room with spooky Mm -hmm. i would not have a story to tell right because you you just would have assumed assumed it's my black right right now you said he's been with you ever since so do you feel like you have seen him since then or felt him i feel him i have not seen him and to be honest i can't tell you know, over the years, I've unfortunately lost a few animals. Mm-hmm. So I haven't seen anybody. I mean, that is my one story of I physically see you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a lot of like phantom movements on my bed where I can feel a cat. I can feel something land on the bed. I can feel walking on the bed. And I can even feel pressure when something like lays against me. Mm-hmm. And then I wake up to pet the cat and there's no cat. There's nothing on the bed but me. So whenever that happens to me, I always just assume somebody's ready for a snuggle. Somebody's ready for bed. Yeah. Now, now emotionally, how does that make you feel? Like, do you feel happy. at peace? Happy? Okay. Happy. It makes it, you know, I, any chance to remember my kiddos, it makes me feel very happy. Peaceful. That's a good word. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember Newman. He was such a good kitty. He really, really was. My sparkle kitty. <laughs> yeah, he definitely was. Um, and Spooky was great, too. <laughs> he was just meh, laid back. Lap yeah. cat. Just oh like, my gosh. You, you put him on your lap, just like, all right. <laughs> but I Newman was, <laughs> yeah. But Newman was super fun to play with. So, oh, thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Very, very, very so that's super special. And I think, you know, what's interesting is I, the, the feeling of a, the pressure on the bed and feeling the presence, I think that's very common um, in the stories that yeah. I have heard and we've heard even from, from people after kind of announcing the topic. Mm-hmm. Um, but the physically seeing is something that I've only heard uh, you. And then I have, well, we have one other person that we're trying to get an interview with, but I, I don't know that it's going to happen, but um, that has physically seen the animal. And that's yeah. um, like, that's just a whole other level of special, I think. And that was legit the one time. Now, you know. any other any other paranormal experiences, though, besides, you know, with the pets? No, I am not uh, one who has. I mean, I, you know, I've had moments where I think like that smells like my grandma, all of those. But no, other than that, no, it's just really uh, based in this house with my pets that have lived here with me. Mm-hmm. And before this, would you have considered yourself a believer? Absolutely. That, absolutely. OK. Yep. I know. I've be always things. believed. Yes. But you've never experienced anything. No. So, except no, for always, the lights going out. I was in just going to say, now, we had one time <laughs> where, yeah, so Stacy and I uh, are part of a group. We are friends here. We do a horror fest weekend every year where we just binge horror movies for two days. And, um, yeah, well, you tell the story better than I do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well,. <laughs> We were at our final movie. What? It was probably about 1 a.m. Yep. What are some and it was morning. our final yep. movie and just a really very scary movie. And that's how we like to top off the evening. Yes. And we were coming to the end. Right. It was like pivotal point. The, oh. Like the, the, you know, like the people are in the dark and the, and the, the bad guy is like in the dark, 100%. you know, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then all of a sudden 
all the power goes out in my house. Wow. It wasn't windy. It wasn't raining. Mm-mm. And the three of us had nothing else to do other than shriek because yeah, there's like, no other option. Seriously. Like I actually thought like, oh my gosh, should we just wake up the neighbors? <laughs> but like yeah. there was, I seriously legit for a moment was like, oh my God, like the, it's real. It's happening. Mm-hmm. It's paranormal. This is it. <laughs> like, this was is it. it. Wasn't I mean, there, there a beeping worries. sound or something, too? Oh, there was saying? a beeping sound, which I was okay with, but it disturbed <laughs> the other girls. When my carbon monoxide detector goes off, it will beep very loud to let you know it's now on battery, <laughs> and it will continue to beep. So uh, power's nice. out, pitch black, the beeping's happening from my lower level. Yes. Everybody's, Rebecca's scrambling to the curtain, seeing if uh, the neighbor's power was out. Because, again paranormal investigator me yep. is like are we the only ones without power like <laughs> so i and wanted to check. here oh my god and, and, then the- and you're more practical like i need to stop the beeping or i need to you know like f- get flashlights or like whatever is happening and then our other friend is just like panicking and screaming <laughs> <Totally good. laughs> <laughs> that's the best part though the funny part is this is the second incident that stacy and i've had with beeping <laughs> and so she was like under Understood that she needed to explain the beeping. I need to, to acknowledge the beeping. Acknowledge the beeping. <laughs> the first time you didn't acknowledge it. Oh, we did not. We did not. Well, her <laughs> sister, her sister did not acknowledge the beeping because <laughs> oh, okay. she was trying to stop us from going off a cliff. Um, but we were more what? upset about the beeping noise, so <laughs> that was our focus. There's, yeah, there's... she was trying to do like a six-point turn on the edge of a hill. <laughs> Oh, Meanwhile, wow. Rebecca and I are like, "What? Something's beeping. Why Something's is it beeping? Beep. Why is there not? We don't know what they're like." Finally, <laughs> she, she, we're like, "Please acknowledge that there's beeping." <laughs> and then she just slams on the brakes and looks at us like we're kids. It's like I'm trying not to go over a cliff. <laughs> so, anyways, but Stacy immediately acknowledged that there was beeping. And I understand the importance happening. So that yeah. was good. And then of all that, when my lights come back on, all the power comes on and my ceiling fan comes on. We were watching the movie in the dark, but it comes on full black. So yes. we're in the pitch, pitch dark. Then yes. the power's back up, which causes the beeping to go again. And it's lit up like a torch. Uh. <laughs> but we were able to finish the movie and it was super yes. scary. I'm trying to remember the name of that one. It was really good. That was Hell House LLC, I think. Hell House LLC. I totally recommend <laughs> that to listeners. Oh. So so the house is incorporated? Uh, yes. It's a business? A liability? Yes, wow. that is exactly part of, yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Well, there's also another movie called Hell House, I think, that is not at all. It's not incorporated. It's no. not the same. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it that was a really good movie. It, they actually kind of did the premise that I had always thought would be a good one for her movie, which is like taking place in a horror, in a haunted, um, like a, a uh, like Basement of the Dead that we interviewed, oh, okay. like a haunted yeah, yeah. house, like an attraction. And yeah, that, that that would be, be super cool. creepy. So. I, I do have another question about the pets, though. Mm. Um, do you have any dreams of them or anything? Um, if I dream about my pets, it's usually about having my dog around still. Like, it'll okay. just be like a normal dream, like where things aren't crazy. But in that dream, my dog is there. So of I, all the things, yeah. I know I feel, I feel like I can feel my cats on the bed, but it's not, you know, my dog. If anything comes through the dreams, it'd be my dog. Okay. Because I, I know have... I've I've lost a few pets and that's something that I've experienced is, you know, dreams. that they come out in dreams like where I wasn't thinking of them. I mean, 
you think about them every day, but I mean, it wasn't something that was any different than any other time or anything. So, Mm -hmm. and for me, the dreams always like you wake up and think about a dream and then there's the part where you're like, Oh, wait a minute. But my dog was there, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's just like part of normal life. Like when he was around, Mm -hmm. that's your inception thing where (laughs) that's what grounds you. It's like, Oh yeah, no. There's Mason. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then I wanted to mention something to Rebecca back mm. about my cat Newman. Do you remember the first time we went to see that medium and we both had a really positive experience yes. with her? Mm. Yes. And this was after Newman had passed away. And I honestly, I don't know how long, but I had asked her a very, what I thought was a generic question is, do you see any animals around me? I didn't mm. say I lost my cat. I lost my dog. Do you see any animals? And her immediate response to me was, yes, there's a cat that stays with you and he sleeps on your pillow. And I had actually trained Newman to sleep on my pillow. Wow. Because it's the only way I could get any sleep with him because he was too like fidgety. So he would know I would sleep, he would sleep above my head. And I remember she told me that exactly. Wow. Now that that's giving me chills. Pillow. Wow. Yep. Mm. Okay. Very comforting. Yeah, that first, that first visit was, uh, was a good one. Unfortunately, exactly. the second time she was a little distracted, but... <laughs> Like you said, she wasn't on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say nothing. Uh, okay. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for telling us your story. Yeah, thank you for having really me. I appreciate that. Really, yeah, thank you, guys. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And it's, sorry, everybody, for getting a little... <laughs> Uh, diverted with our our stories but well i did it i was the one that diverted you guys (laughs) that's true it's my fault you guys could blame me (laughs) well thank you stacy we really appreciate it yeah thank you both very much yeah thanks so after our interview with stacy um you got a a phone call huh i did i got a crazy voicemail from Stacy about what happened not long after our interview. And wow, I couldn't well, believe it. Let's just listen to it. Yep. Hey, Rebecca, it's just me. I had to call and tell you something that just happened after my first chat with you guys on Ghostly. A bookshelf has just fallen off my wall. No joke, off the wall, onto the floor, into the room that I currently feed my cats in, my little back bedroom that I call the library. Full bookshelves, all books, all everything just came crashing down. So it's got me a little wound up. Just wanted to tell you, a little bit of follow-up for the interview. So hope you're having a good day. I'll talk to you later. Bye. And wow. I mean. I mean. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. I did confirm with her. She was not hurt. No cats were hurt. Like everybody's fine. Could not believe that voicemail that that happened right right after us talking about all of this. Like, I mean, maybe, maybe somebody doesn't want these stories to be told. Maybe it's one of the shadow people that I've asked to come join me. Or maybe they sensed your doubt and were like, I can tell he doesn't believe I'm here. So Uh. that's what I'm going to (laughs) do. So do you have a ghost story for us? I do. I do. All right. So our story for this episode, as I said, is based on the one I just mentioned. It is certainly not exact. Uh, I, I, I took many liberties, many changes, um, but the, some of the basic elements are, are based on a true story, if you choose to believe that or, you know, huh. 
or made up story like, <laughs> like you're doing you're making it up so there you go all right we moved into our new house today i'm excited to finally own our own home it's old and it's beautiful my six-year-old daughter loves it there are staircases closets and all sorts of fun places to play throughout the house One day, about a month after we moved in, my daughter came into the kitchen after smelling the cookies I was baking. As she sat at the table waiting for the cookies to come out of the oven, I asked her what she had been playing. I had left her playing in a room, but then I heard her going up and down the back stairs. She said she was playing with the cat. The cat, I asked? Yep, he's sweet, gray and white. He was going up the stairs, and I would follow him. Then he'd be back at the bottom, meowing at me to play again. What's wrong, Mommy? Nothing, I I told her. But I was worried. We don't have a cat. How did a cat get inside? After setting my daughter up with cookies and milk, I went to look for the cat. Nothing. I saw nothing anywhere. I hoped it had gone out the way it came in and found its way home. But a few nights later... I had my own encounter. I was going upstairs to check on my daughter. She had been struggling sleeping in the new house, but I decided I would take the back stairs so I wouldn't wake her. As I turned the corner and looked up the stairs, I saw it, a gray and white cat sitting midway up the stairs. It just looked at me. Somehow I managed not to scream. I decided to back away and go get my husband so we could figure out what to do. But when we came back, the cat was gone again nowhere to be found. Over the next two weeks, I kept looking for the cat. My daughter would tell me sometimes that she saw it, always on the stairs, but I could never find it. Then one day, we were at the farmer's market, and I ran into the previous owner of the house. She asked me how I liked it, and I told her how much we did. Then she asked me something that froze me in my tracks. Have you seen the ghost cat yet? By the look on your face, it looks like you have. I told her about what had happened, and she told me that the cat was always there in the house when they lived there. She thought it might have belonged to the old lady that they had bought it from, but couldn't be sure. She told me when we lived there for 12 years, and the cat was there the whole time. He just appeared on the stairs. He never bothered us or caused any problems, but it always gave me a start when I would see him. My daughter also saw him, just like yours. So I've decided not to be scared. My daughter isn't, and as long as nothing bad happens, it seems this house house came with more to play with than we thought. Wow. Okay, well, I think we need a break after that one. (laughs) Yes. All right, so we'll see you in a second. Okay. So, Rebecca, I saw you sipping away over there. What are you drinking? I am drinking an amazing dark roast coffee. Oh, yeah? Called Relic. Oh. What are you drinking over there? Well, I know that you like your coffee like you like your ghost stories dark. So, <laughs> I, I, that makes sense that you are drinking a dark roast. Sure, Well, sure. I am drinking one called Eparation from Sinister Ooh. Coffee. Yes, mine is also from Sinister Coffee. Yeah. Um, so this is seriously amazing coffee. I I had the apparition the other day, 
because they sent us uh, some samples. Yes. It is seriously the best coffee I've had. Like, and yeah. I, I don't mean to say that. I mean, that sounds so fake to say that. But we're both pretty big coffee drinkers. I mean, I drink coffee all the time. Right. And uh, I prefer my cold brews and stuff. But when I drink hot coffee, man, this is the coffee I want. So it's got like the Apparition, which is the one that I would totally recommend. I tried the other one. I'm not a dark, you know, lover, mm-hmm. but it was still really good. But the Apparition has hints of nuts and hints of chocolate in it. Mm-hmm. I had some with chocolate. Oh my gosh. It was amazing. Yeah. It really was. And the dark roast, absolutely excellent. Uh, you know, I, again, it's espresso roast and I, in the mornings, Yep, I need. I just need that strong dark coffee <laughs> to get me going, and it, it, it absolutely uh, is great. Um, yeah, we found these guys on Instagram. I mean, Sinister Coffee and Creamery. They also make ice cream. Uh, um, I wish they could ship that. They're in. Yeah, right? <laughs> they're in Portland, um, and I thought, okay, I need to try a coffee called Apparition. Like, right? That's amazing. And uh, didn't they give you like a a code for people to use to get yes, a discount? Yeah. Absolutely. If they use the code ghostly, uh, if you use, if you use the code ghostly, when you order, you get 10% off. And if enough people buy it, then I'm going to ask Sinister to make a ghostly bet. Absolutely. Yes. So you got to get on this coffee. This is the, this is the good stuff. It really is. It's all like they make it, they roast it themselves there. Uh, and it's, you know, it's family owned. Actually, one of the um, the owners is from Evanston, Illinois, which is not too far from us. So they were super happy to uh, send, have a connection to, to Chicago and our area. Um, and their, their website's super easy to use. So check out, check out. What is Sinister. the website? So wait, I just had it. Of course it is. Um, sinistercoffeeandcreamery.com sinistercoffeeandcreamery.com and they you can also email them at follow us at sinister c-a-n-d-c all right yeah and they're paranormal experiences okay this is what their card says paranormal experiences are things of scary movies and urban legends until they happen to you they want your stories too i love it Oh, awesome. Well, we could definitely give them some ghostly stories. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, I hope you enjoy it and let us know. All right. Okay, we're back. So it's time to get into the history section, right? Yeah, definitely. Sorry. I've been, uh, I've been doing a lot of sharing. It's, it's, <laughs> it's your turn now. I want to hear what you have to say. So this was a difficult one for me, and I'll t- I'm going to talk about that in a second. But what I found first were some crazy stats. I mean, like I, I knew pets were a big thing, but I didn't know how big it was. So this is just in the U.S. alone, okay? We own 85 million cats. Whoa. As pets. So wow. that's not that's not the stray cats or anything. Wow. 78 million dogs. 14 million birds, 12 million small mammals like hamsters, gerbils, those kind of things. 
9 million reptiles. Wow. And 68% of the U.S. population own some kind of pet. We like pets. We definitely do. And it's not just us. It's all around the world. So in China, the pet industry has taken a huge leap from an estimated $3.12 billion in 2010 to a shockingly huge $25 billion in 2018. Well, I know I see a lot of pictures uh, from all around the world, but I think especially in China, of uh, of dogs in costumes. Oh, I could see that. <laughs> so I do think people yeah. spend a lot of money on their pets. <laughs> so Italy says that they have at least 45 million pets. Wow. And in the UK, 31% of the families own dogs and 26% own cats. Hmm. Of course, there's some crossover there as some families own both, but still... Those numbers are just like huge. I mean, well, that, like, that is beyond what I imagined. Yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, like we have 68%. So, I mean, we beat them as far as owning. <laughs> I didn't know it was a competition. <laughs> Not everything's a competition, Rebecca. <laughs> so it was really hard for me to figure out exactly what a history section of pets was going to be about. Uh, I, you know, went through a couple of ideas, but I settled on the history of pets itself. And I think that this is amazing. Like, I never even thought of this. Um, it makes things really hard, though, because the truth of the matter is that we really don't know when humans started keeping pets. I mean, there was no, like, journal entry or anything <laughs> where they're like, now we are we are having pets. And, um, <laughs> But we have had pets for over 10,000 years, it seems. Wow. Yeah. Now, you may ask yourself, why does it even matter when we started to keep pets? Why is this such a big deal? And, and if you look at pets the way that we have them now, it really, it really isn't. I mean, we have them for enjoyment. Um, you know, we have them as our fur babies, right? <laughs> Companions. Companions, definitely. Family. But it's important to learn when we first started keeping pets then because there were not they were not just animals that we would pet and cuddle. They were working animals that helped to start our evolution process. Uh, they weren't just our family members. They would help us find and obtain food. That's very important, right? Mm -hmm. Like hunting dogs and stuff. Right, right. And as far as horses go, they were our transportation. Uh, birds became the first text message service. Ah, is that why uh -huh. it's a bird for Twitter? Maybe. I, I don't know. know. Uh, some animals even actually provided our food for us, like chickens, cows, and goats. They were a means of dairy and fats that were needed for us to travel further for longer periods of time. That really matters when we domesticated animals. But one thing we're fairly certain, though, is that dogs were the first domesticated animal that we could train. But we are less certain if they were the first pets, meaning not just kept for fur or food, kept for pleasure. Uh, humans have probably kept baby animals for amusement for a very long time. Uh, once they got old enough, they would be released back into the wild or... Um, yeah, let's just not go to the other spot, but yeah. Um, going back to dogs, okay? They have found evidence that dogs were domesticated twice, two different times. 
mm. once in Europe about 16,000 years ago, and then in Asia about 14,000 years ago. And the interesting thing about this is that they were not just transported from Europe to Asia, and that's how it happened. They were two different of two different wolf line, lineages. So that means that they both had separate ideas and they both started it separately. Uh, another time period that we can trace is that dogs and cats were starting to be buried with humans around 12,000 years ago. And they have also discovered that at around 8,000 years ago, dogs were buried with high value items. So I started thinking about this a little bit, and, and this probably means that there was some kind of ceremony uh, and that there was grieving done for these animals. And you don't just do that for any animal that dies. I mean, you do, Rebecca. I know you do, but not, I mean, not everybody. Mm -hmm. and, but this means that these were already considered to be members of their extended family 8,000 years ago. Also, they have discovered dog toys from the Romans that date back to the time of Jesus. So when you think of the time of Jesus, <laughs> think of like that there was a dog around playing with dog toys. Yeah, that's crazy that there were toys. Yeah. Uh, this might have been a way to train dogs to catch rats, though. Mm, that makes sense. As rats were starting to become an issue. Uh, there's been a lot of evidence that keeping a pet improves your health. I've had a few fur babies in my day. Currently, I do not own a pet, but that doesn't mean that I won't stop a complete stranger walking down the street just to find out their dog's name and to pet the heck out of them. Uh, <laughs> Rebecca knows I'm a big dog lover. Uh, in fact, uh, we were in a live show once, um, <laughs> and I almost stopped the show to pet the dog. Yeah, you do not like it, too, if the dog like doesn't like you right away. Yes. Yeah, that's really not pat pat is not happy <laughs> if the dog doesn't like it no or, and i find well. that with the beard and stuff dogs don't like me the same as when i <laughs> when i was beardless yeah all right well that's all i have for the history section uh, so it was really interesting to me um how cats became domesticated you know that they were able to uh they just basically were around because they would um keep the rodents away from the grain yeah. and like other stuff. And so it was like, well, you know, they're around, might as well help them out or keep them around. But they're, yeah. it's very different than dogs though. It is. Yep. It's not, they're not trained. You know what I mean? Like it's, it, yeah. So it's, it's interesting. Well, I mean, some cats can use the toilet. They're That's true. To do that. they, they can be, but we didn't typically train them yeah, quite as much as we do dogs, you know? Yeah. yeah. We liked them wild. <laughs> All yeah, right. So super interesting. So why don't we go ahead and take another break and then we can get into the debate. Sounds good. All right, Rebecca, I teased about this a little bit earlier. Um, so we were using a online store feature um, with somebody else. If you listen to our old episodes, it was Zazzle. And Zazzle was, was really good, but we ran into some problems uh, even before like the COVID stuff that there were 
it, it took a long time for delivery of items. And uh, whenever we wanted to put up a new item, it would take like a week for approval of these items, sometimes even longer. So since we had a little bit of downtime during this uh, quarantine time, we decided to launch a brand new store on Ghostly's website. It is Ghostly Store. Mm -hmm. um, we have some of the same great items, probably even even better materials used and cheaper than what it was on Zazzle. Mm -hmm. And you could find all that by going to ghostlypodcast.com and then clicking on the ghostly gear button at the top. Rebecca, do you have any favorites that you want to order? Yeah, I was just going to say, so this, I think we've added some, uh, some really cool, newer items that yes. are based on some of our episodes. I mean, obviously I love the hashtag team believer shirts, of course, but we also have uh, microclimate shirts, but I think my favorite is the um, ever hear of the Easter Island massacre yes. <laughs> baseball yes. t-shirt, uh, which is super, super cute and, uh, and funny. Um, it is. It's really cool. And yeah. you know, it's pretty cheap. And if you use the code COVID-19, you're going to get a discount. Yeah, so absolutely. So there's no reason not to order. And like, I love the hoodies and stuff. One day I'm going to get me one of those hoodies. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I will say the one item we did keep at Zazzle is the ghostly mask. Uh, so yes. if you're still interested in, uh, we talked about, you know, collection of masks. So if you are interested in a mask that you can also, that they'll go to that ghostly gear uh, ghostlypodcast.com slash shop or just go to Ghostly Podcast and click on Ghostly Gear and you'll see the links to all of it. Absolutely. All right. You ready to go for the debate? Let's do it. All right. What do you got for me? Okay, so this first piece of evidence is a famous early United States ghost legend called the Blue Dog, sorry, the Blue Ghost Dog Legend. Okay. Okay, Blue I had not dog heard of wow. this. Okay. So from Ranker.com, we had them, we've had them as a source before. Uh, the Blue Ghost Dog Legend is one of the oldest ghost stories in the United States dating back to the 1700s. Wow. As this, I know. So I don't even know. I mean, depending on when it was in the 1700s, it may not have actually been the United States yet. Um, as the story goes, Charles Thomas Sims Ooh, was, attacked, I love the Sims. And <laughs> was attacked by a pack of thieves after a night of drinking and bragging about the amount of gold he had. Not smart, Sims. Mm. Sims fought to his last breath with his faithful dog, a blue tick hound, battling at his side. In the end, the robbers were too strong for them and the two fell on a rock along the road and perished. The thieves buried the gold, but when they returned for it, they were uh, beset or attacked by a large blue tick hound. The head thief escaped, but soon fell ill and perished. To this day, people say the hound watches over his master's gold. You might just hear a ghostly howl late at night in Port Tobacco, especially around February 8th, the day the story occurred. Okay, wow. So, um, 
I've been all up and down YouTube and uh, looking for some video evidence of this. I cannot find anything to support this. I can't find any pictures that are worth anything. Uh, so it's like a word of mouth kind of thing. I love the idea of it that the dog would, you know, live on to protect the person. But I, I just, I don't know. To me, I think that there's other reasons why we believe in these kind of things. And I'm going to probably save that for my closing argument. Okay. Um, so what would you say is your rating then of this uh, story? If the hearing howling of this dog. Let's go one. Today. A one. Okay. One. How would <laughs> gonna, you rate it? Rebecca? I would rate, I'm going to rate this one a five. It's kind of low for me just because it is a legend. It's from a long time ago. Yes. I mean, yes, you hear a howl, but like, you know, that could be from a lot of things, you know, and, and as you said, there's not a lot of direct evidence of people saying, yes, I was there and this is what I heard. It's more yeah. legend type. So you gave it stuff. a five? So I gave it a five. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. I mean, I just, I just want to say that uh, I am often tricked by sound, you know, mm. like you hear something. Uh, oftentimes I can't really place where I heard it or uh, exactly what it was that I heard. Uh, it takes several times to like actually be able to figure out what a sound is. And I just don't think that sound is a good indicator for ghosts in most cases. Gotcha. So now we know how to fool Pat is with sound. Yes, I can fool with sound. <laughs> Even though I have really good hearing, surprisingly. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, so second piece of evidence. Um, so this one is from Mercury News. This is their Pet Pal column. Pet Pal column. Okay. Yes. So Dear Joan, I guess that's the columnist, uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to share my ghost story that I encountered when my dog passed away. One time when my husband was in the bathroom, he swore he heard Oscar bark in his, his very deep, loud bark in the living room, only to find it was empty. Another time, we both heard his nails clicking on the hardwood floors in the entryway. And of course, there was nothing there. Alice from the Bay Area. So I picked this one because it's very common. We, we've heard it now a couple yeah. of times today. This hearing a bark, obviously, but then also hearing the nails um, in the house. Yeah, I think that, as I said, sound is, is, can often be tricky. Um, and I think a lot of times it could be like heating, air conditioning, uh, things coming from vents. Uh, it can also be th- that sound travels or the house settling or something to that effect where I believe that we, um, that we want it to be something that it's not. Mm. So I believe that's what happens. And again, more in the closing arguments for that. Okay. So what would you rank this evidence? I am going to give this one a zero. Okay. Wow. A zero. Zero, huh? Well, I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. Wow. You went up. I went down. Yeah, yeah. Because to me, again, uh, just in, you know, a couple stories already today, this noise thing is very common. It is. Um, And I think that if, you know, I think it's much, it's got to be rarer in my mind for there to be a corporal, like to see the pet, you know? Yes. Um, But I mean, it happens, obviously we've had those stories, but um, 
but the sound seems more likely to me um, that you kind of have those phantom energy, you know, even if it's just residual energy of the animal or it could be the actual animal, you know, itself. Yeah. And I mean, if like, let's say the walls were able to hold a certain amount of energy, is that really a ghost or is that, something i mean i i don't know it's I'm, like yeah. it's a very very interesting idea concept that energy and sound and smell can be trapped within walls and that it lets out at some later point for some reason but is that a ghost though is that somebody like what is a ghost a ghost is an undead person right or, well, or somebody that un- died yeah, that, I don't know about undead, like but spirit? like yeah, their I spirit, mean, but, yeah, yeah, their soul. Yeah, and that's where, that's why for me it's a seven and not a ten. Yeah. Right? Like, because I don't know that it's a ghost or is it more just energy. Okay. You know? So, But that's a good debate for something to think about. I don't know. It is, definitely. Okay, so I've got one more. Okay. Um. So this one is a common story I've heard with ghost cats. So okay. I picked this particular one, but there are a million like it. Okay. Uh, I think Bob even told us a similar one. Not on the air, but not on the air, but at other yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, the first time uh, I knew I had a ghost cat was soon after I moved in. Um, I was lying in bed, uh, laying in bed about to fall asleep when I felt little cat paws walk up along the side of my body, alongside my leg, and then knead the mattress right next to my hip and lay down. And anyone that's had a cat has had a cat do that. Absolutely. <laughs> that's what yeah. they do. I, I used to call it nesting. That was what I used to call that mm. little pause. Uh, I remember laying there frozen with fear. Did I just imagine that? Was I half asleep and just dreaming it? Was I losing my mind? It kind of freaked me out. Uh, The only way I could sleep that night was to tell myself that I had imagined it. Over time, I would come to realize that it wasn't a dream. I really did have a ghost cat, and he would often sleep by my side after kneading the mattress. Even after I got my two real cats, Nick and Sebastian, he would come up on the bed and follow the same old routine of walking along the side of my body, kneading the mattress, and then curling up beside me. For some reason, it never seemed to bother my cats that there was another kitty, not to mention a ghost kitty, sleeping on my bed. Basically, people claim to feel the pressure of a cat on their bed next to them, but when they look, there's no cat. Okay. Um, So I find it really interesting that most of these stories involve them being in bed. Like it doesn't happen on the sofa so much. It doesn't happen in the kitchen so much. It happens in bed. I wonder if it's like a, like a half sleep that they're in or something like that, that's causing this to happen. But also I want to bring up a point that I used to have a job where I would wear scrubs all the time. And scrubs are not the best um, wardrobe choice for men. Let me tell you, they don't have the same things that normal, you know, clothes do. Like they do have pockets sometimes, but their pockets are really shallow and they're very thin. So a lot Welcome of times, to being a lady. Right. Well, I'm not a lady. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I would put my cell phone in my upper scrub pocket a lot of times. To this day, I still feel my cell phone vibrating in like by my chest area. 
because mm-hmm. of that. I, it's like a phantom phone syndrome, right? Yeah. Is there a such thing as like a phantom cat syndrome? Like you're so used to having this and not in this particular story because she didn't have it yet. But I mean, you're so used to having, you know, these pets that, that come by you. Is it possible that it's like a phantom thing? And maybe it's more for like your comfort. Maybe that's like how you settle in is that Mm. you need that feeling after being used to it for so long. Well, and that's where, that's why I kind of picked this story because I agree. Like, I feel like you have a lot of um, cat owners, you know, when their cats pass away, they say, I still feel them jumping on the bed and sleeping next to me. And I feel the pressure of that. But this story was someone who didn't have a cat yet. And so that yeah. I, th- I was like, wow, I that's a, a little different version of that story. Um, so that's surprising to me. But I still think that the desire was there. Like she eventually got cats. So I think maybe this was her way of getting used to the idea of having cats prior mm-hmm. to that. Okay. I think it's a psychological thing. I believe mm-hmm. that, um, you know, I, I don't know. I'm going to talk more, as I said, I'm going to talk more about this in the closing arguments. It's uh, it's difficult because all of this stuff, there's no real evidence that I can see that I could find that I could really dissect and be able to have a conversation about. So I, I have a theory as to where this comes from, mm-hmm. but it's one thing for all of it. So it's better just to use it in the closing argument. I mean, there's a few videos out there, but I, um, they're always really grainy and they're, they're always weird. shot in the dark. And, yeah. and it's, you know, it, to me, it's like, I, I mean, I want these things to be true just like everybody does. Mm-hmm. And I know people get mad at me for saying that I want to believe in ghosts, but I don't, I can't force myself to believe in something that I just don't find evidence for. And I want this evidence to be really good. It just, it leaves me desiring more to find out the real answers. And since this has never occurred to me, I can't necessarily say that it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. No, it's, it's, it's tricky. It's tricky. So, so my rating for this one mm-hmm. is going to be at a one. Okay. I'm going to give it a one because I mean, I understand her want for that. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I'm just going to give it a one. Okay. Um, and so for me, for this evidence, I am going to give it, uh, an eight. Eight. Um, Okay. mm -hmm. Wow. This is like the strongest. Yeah, it is because it's so like, this is a person that didn't even have a cat and this stuff is happening. You saved the best for last, huh? I know. Right. Mm. Well, and I can't remember if Stacey mentioned this in her thing, but it was, you know, that she, I think she did, that she felt her cat sleeping above her in bed. Um, and yes. Okay. But I could also, I can, I can, I, that I would, I'd be, I'd be harder to talk about because I would be like, yeah, but you were used to feeling that. And it's kind of like the phantom phone thing or whatever. Yeah. This, this is different because this person didn't even have a pet. Um, and it's kind of like the, the story that I heard from Cheryl that kind of drew me into this where these people were seeing a cat in their home and, they didn't have a cat, you know? Yeah. And then the former owner was like, without even saying anything to this person was like, Hey, have you seen the ghost cat in the house yet? Like, so that's where to me, I push the, the, the belief of ghost pets kind of comes more real. You sure. Know, because of um, that. 
All right. So what's your overall rating on this episode then, Rebecca? Uh, I'm going to give it a seven. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I almost feel like I should give it like a seven and a half, but I I had a few pieces there where I was a little lower in my, my belief. So um, yeah, I'm going to give it a seven. How about you? I'm going to give it a zero overall. (laughs) Even though I had a couple of ones in there, I still overall think that there's a reason for it. And that brings us to our closing arguments. All right. This is our last chance to convince you to vote our way. We are each given one minute of uninterrupted time. We will time each other on our cell phones to keep each other honest. Rebecca, are you ready? I oh that's right. I always have to go first, huh? Yes, I'm ready. All right, and go. All right. So I believe that ghost pets are real. Ghost uh, pets, sorry, pets are a light and a positive energy in our lives. And I absolutely believe that when they pass, they have a choice. Um, you know, they can move on or they absolutely can come and stay with us and protect us and be with us. And it doesn't surprise me at all that some would choose to keep their energy here to help, um, to help us and stay with us. And there are just so many, so many stories, uh, of, of, of animals, um, kind of sticking around and, and, um, helping their owners or just being around and uh, the owners feeling their presence. And it just makes it difficult for me to not believe that that is true. All right. Are you done? Yes. Okay. Wow. All right. I'm ready whenever (laughs) you're ready. Okay. And go. I believe when it comes to ghost stories, we have to look at a couple of things. And one of those things that I have never mentioned really in here is I look at the desire, the desire for the stories to be real. Is there a reason why people want there to be a ghost story that's real? And when it comes to ghost pets, we have a very real feeling. We are, we are selfish beings. I mean, when somebody leaves us, we... We mourn them, and that's okay. I mean, it's okay for us to be selfish. It's okay for us to feel that way, but we want to believe that our pets are never going to leave us. I believe the desire is the reason that's perpetuating these stories and making anything that could be paranormal stick out and mean much more than it actually does. Therefore, it heightens the story. All right. Woo. Made it. <laughs> yep. So what was the question again? Let's go over that. So the question is, uh, do ghost pets exist? So I would say no, but I'm sure you would say yes. <laughs> yeah. So we'll definitely put that poll up. Yeah. So I want to thank you so much for listening. Please share us with your friends and family as word of mouth is our best advertisement. Uh so the next episode was also your idea. Do you want, or it was a listener idea, wasn't it? I was going to say, this was, well, I had heard of this before, but we have had several listeners ever since we started the podcast ask us to do this episode. Um, so we're going to be talking about The Bell Witch uh, on our next episode that comes out on June 10th. Wow. And it's going to be creepy. I'm, I was, I started doing some research already and yeah, definitely a creepy story. Yeah. We might've went a little light with our story as far as spookiness today, because there's a really dark one coming up. Definitely. 
Oh man, I can't wait to hear it. I can't wait to talk about it. I want to thank you guys so much for uh, sticking around to the end. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure that you hit that subscribe button. And for those that are uh, for those that are listening to us, remember that if you want to see us do this, that we've been doing them on YouTube the last few episodes. This will be our last episode that we're going to do this for a while. But you, you could head over to YouTube.com/slash/GhostlyPodcast to check it out. Yep. All right. Until next time, stay ghostly. Bye.